Welcome to Paranormal Things. I'm your host, Keith, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Without further ado, we're going to have a person describe what a ghost does and how the history of it was made. Here we go. He comes in with a big black wig. I'm Jake, and this is my uh, sleeping wig. It's kind of weird that you're in my bedroom right now, but I'm glad you are because I've been hearing strange Showing you noises. How, Have you ever been what in your bed and hear the closet door real and what is fact? I guess folklore. On the Ghost floor lore. You, even though there's nobody there. Or sometimes you just don't feel alone. Like there's someone or something under your bed. Maybe a specter. Phantom or he's, an apparition. Maybe there he's trying to say as ghosts. Ghosts. This is what it's called. Ghosts. Good evening. Oh, Since they're posed with a skull, skull in his hand. Ghosts a very important role in fiction and in real life for a very long time. In Homer's maybe he's trying to figure Odyssey, written during the 8th imagination. Century, ghosts were commonplace. In the first century AD, the Roman Pliny the Younger wrote a letter about a restless spirit with rattling chains haunting his home. That, During the that probably has era, something to do with today with the rattling chains and demonic and beliefs was incredibly popular. During this time, Shakespeare rose to prominence and wrote a lot about ghosts. He used them in Macbeth, Richard III, and in Hamlet. This is only one of my many leather-bound books. Ladies, believing in ghosts or spirits was a lot more common back then. It was. Even wanting to contact or communicate with superstition. Them was normal. It killed people. And sometimes it would turn witches and things paranormal. like that. Come with me. He's in a haunted house, looking. Seances became frequent in the mid 19th century. They often happened in people's homes, private. Harry Houdini paid people. Like this, and the lights you know, would be dim. If he died, you'd have a medium, someone who was able to bring him to back. The spirit world. And, and he had a code. Sitters or spectators. It was an opportunity for the living to hear from loved ones or hear wisdom from foreign ghosts. It was also a form of entertainment. During a seance, the table might spin, shake, or levitate. And the spirits were able to use the table as a way to communicate by using knocks to let their presence known. Hello, he's looking around. Mary Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's <laughs> wife, used to hold seances in the White House after the death of their son. They were even attended by the president himself. There were also high-profile non-believers. That shows you how Harry superstitious spent a fair that was. amount of time debunking mediums by recreating their incredible feats because he knew, in reality, they were just like him. Illusionists. The SPR, the Society of Psychical Research, was founded in the United Kingdom in 1882 with the purpose of understanding paranormal and psychic events and explaining them scientifically. There were other groups like the U.S. Variant, the, the American Paranormal. Society of Psychical Research, or my favorite, the frankly named Ghost Club. What they found was a lot of fraud. Eva C. was a medium who could materialize a 300-year-old spirit named Bien Boa that turned out to just be a normal man wearing a beard and cloak. Helen Duncan could produce ectoplasm, a physical representation of spiritual energy. 
which in reality was cheesecloth and a rubber glove. Or there were the Davenport brothers who would be tied up in their spirit cabinet with instruments that the spirits would play once the cabinet door was closed. During a show, a magician tied a proper knot with their ropes, and once the door was closed, no instruments were played. But at the time, a lot of this was new, and when you're in an intimate setting in a dimly lit room, the power of suggestion is, well, powerful. Especially when you have the emotional investment of trying to contact the ghost of somebody what a history, huh? That you loved. For example, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock of Holmes, got interested in spiritualism after the death of his wife, ghosts. his son, and a large portion of his family in a short period of time. He was also involved in the Society of Psychical Research and the Ghost Club. He even wrote a book called The History of Spiritualism. Unlike other authors, however, Doyle didn't continue to write books after his death. I haven't been in the attic in years. Oh man. V.C. Andrews. She's a New York Times best-selling author, and this book, Flowers in the Attic, made her an overnight literary success. In fact, she's published over 70 books in the last 24 years alone, even though V.C. Andrews has been dead for 28. She died in 1986 at the age of 63. And Ooh, at the time had published young. seven novels. During the pre-internet era, unless you had read 62. about Andrew's death, you'd have no real idea that she wasn't the one writing the books. But it's not a ghost writing the books, just a ghost writer. Unlike Illinois State University, oh, so where the books like a or are supposedly haunted. Angie Milner was the school's first librarian, and when she died, she didn't haunt the library. Instead, she haunts the old books, and wherever they go. Then there are other haunted objects like ghost ships with the famous Flying Dutchman, ghost trains with the St. Louis Light, which is a glowing orb that travels down a set of abandoned train tracks, or my personal favorite, a German woman whose oven would speak to her in English when she would open the door. What she thought was a ghost turned out to be a semiconductivity event. A gap between two of her metal appliances started picking up radio signals. Holy so cow. There are ghost objects, so there's always clubs, a, possibly a, always an excuse for nothing that could be paranormal or ghost animals. There's enough pictures out there, enough just talk, this proof house is making me I feel crazy. tell you believe what you want to believe. Not you decide. Crazy. I don't think you're crazy, Jake. Thank you, finally, somebody who speaks a little bit of sense. But I believe that there is a ghost in here right now. And that ghost is you. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Just, just hear me out here. In the 1940s, biophysicist Dr. Paul Abersold discovered that in a year, 98% of all of our atoms are replaced in atomic turnover. Not only that, but a lot of our cells are constantly changing. The cells in your stomach only last five days before becoming new, becoming different. We shed about 50 million skin cells a day and then new ones grow, so it brings up the question, are you still you, or are you a reproduction? You're Let's a reproduction a of your physical being, not your spiritual. Is it still the same hammer? Ah, the Theseus paradox. If we are constantly changing the atoms that create us, those basic elements that combine who we are, are we still us? Or are we just a it's memory of what we used that there's to be? Electrochemical impulses an idea of what give, we once uh, were, an imprint, giving off. a ghost of what we wanted to be. 
when how, how your, your spine always, works, your spinal cord. Thanks for watching. Surprise. Thank you for watching. The physical being of a ghost, or a scientific version of one. Subscribe to his thing. He's on YouTube. Tinder ghosts. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, sleep tight. <laughs>